reading about uh, how we're all going to die. Yeah. I kind of feel like, and I am sure a lot of people feel this way, we're in the beginning of the end of the world, but we just can't see far enough out to know that it's happening. Mm. So it's just going to incrementally kind of creep up on us and slowly get to the point where we can't do anything to save ourselves. And it's just going to be walking dead out there. Yeah. And and we're just going to be fucked. Yeah. I'm, uh, I was going to start stocking up on uh, machetes and, uh, <laughs> you know, some kind of like reloadable weapons that it doesn't rely on completely on getting a handgun or anything like that. Yeah. Because like, you, my... you can just go get like flares and you can go get like mm-hmm. uh, spear guns. You don't need a license mm-hmm. for a spear gun. You nope. can fuck someone up with that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to um, go down to my shop and that's where all my machetes are. Yeah. I'm going to try to get down there before everything got shut down at eight. But here I am doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Machetiless. <laughs> I'm sure when my house gets raided. I'm like, I'm so glad I did that podcast instead of like getting my machetes. <laughs> People are going to need your soothing voice to carry them through the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just going to have to keep on, keep on trucking. I got a good perch up here. Like I was thinking about getting a pellet gun. So that oh, that's it, good. Like, I got a good perch out here. Like if anybody comes, yeah. two entry points, I got a good vantage point. Bop, bop, bop. But yeah, you got the high ground, man. That's yeah. That's, I got the high ground. Thing. Yeah, it's undefeated. Hey, I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, your video like completely froze. On oh this. yeah, it did. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, there you're back now. Yeah, it might just be I live in the city and <clears throat> there's it's a lot of people you know, on right now. A lot of people trying to watch Tiger King. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just got to think the stripes on the tiger, the compression algorithm probably doesn't handle that very well. <laughs> <laughs> have so you watched too much tiger yet no have you guys watched tiger yeah i watched it or tiger king it is absurd and i don't know if it would have as much hype as it does right now if it wasn't for the fact that no one has anything better to do yeah but it is insane and there's literally like no character in the only entire show that's rational all of them <laughs> just crazy people so you but remember uh, like the the like hillbilly Lucky from uh, from King of the Hill, who is uh, Tom Petty, who's like Luann's uh, boyfriend, who's just like textbook redneck. That's the entire mm-hmm. fucking cast of this show. That the is oh. everyone. They're always just like their their rationale just doesn't make any sense. They just do weird shit. It's so fucking bizarre. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, they they say there could be a possible season two because they just have so much shit that's being revealed from other <laughs> people seeing this thing that are mm. involved, but just weren't involved in the actual uh, documentary that are coming forward and being like, you know, there's some more crazy shit out there that you didn't even know about. <laughs> You're watching it and they, they splice in these like music videos from his because he's a country music mm-hmm. s- star, right? Those are air quotes for the people <laughs> Who can't see me and i'm hearing this guy saying i'm just like there's no way that's his voice it just doesn't sound like him at all yeah. right and it's not it, he hired some country band to like make this music for him under the idea that they would get credit and then he gave him no credit until like middle of what is it middle of vanilla or whatever yeah and, Millie Millie Millie. Vanilla. <laughs> and just completely just lip syncs the songs yeah and acts like it's him 
And it's, but they don't even acknowledge it in the show. I guess they had too much. To well, they didn't know. About. They didn't know until afterwards. And then the band came to the production team and were like, hey, we actually did the songs. He doesn't do these songs. Okay. So he was like pretending that it was just him. And like the, the crew was like, okay, yeah, sure. Sounds crazy enough. Whatever. I feel like in a couple parts in the show, though, you can hear him like at live events singing his song over top of the recording yeah. and you can tell it's not his voice he's yeah. just like he's not singing <laughs> good at all and it's, i don't know it's, it's like if it is him crazy if it is him they did so much fucking post on it to make it sound yeah. good <laughs> just like auto-tune the hell out of it yeah oh okay this is script prompt two it's me paul chad and sam and we make movie and TV ideas out of random props drawn from a cup of different things like character, genre, other things. Prop and setting. Setting. Setting and characters. <laughs> uh, we do this bi-weekly. And this is the beginning of the show. Did I? Is that all the information? I feel like that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Welcome. Here we are. <laughs> all right. You want to roll? Roll. Yeah. Let's roll it. Roll. Six. Sace. Sace. All right. All right. Let's pick them. Getting in there. Um, We want to do what we did last time when you tell me when to pick. Yes. Because that's. Mm, uh, no. Uh, character ethnic gangster. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of Paul's cards that he submitted. So uh, explain what you mean by this, Paul. This is a gangster who is not just like a street guy that does drugs. He is. Or she is someone that does not speak English, is native to a foreign country outside of America. I was trying to distinguish a gangster from a foreign or some kind of gangster that is non-native to America. Awesome. Should his country, his or her country of origin be kind of important to the story or is the ethnicity not important? Just the, uh, it, the it should be, it should be important to his character. Like, just because, you know, say they're Yakuza or whatever, right? He should also kind of embody some Japanese history and culture into who he is and the way of him, you know, acting throughout the movie. All right, cool. All right, so let me know when you want me to draw again. Now. Setting New York City. All right. Something Uh, about apples. Now, prop teapot. Okay. It's going to be a English gangster. Yes. Have his afternoon tea. (laughs) A very British gangster. All right. Now, trade a card. So any of the cards that you've drawn, you can trade. So I'm going to wait until we get all all safe. Yeah. Okay. Now, character fast food employee. All right. I think that could be a real fast food restaurant or a fictional fast food restaurant. Oh. But they should work at a fast food restaurant. McNoogles. Okay. McNoogles. McNuggets. <laughs> All right. Let me know. Now. And pick three more cards. Okay. All right. So which one do you want to trade? Uh, let's uh, let's get rid of teapot. Okay. Uh, so I I'm feel gonna... like that makes them less English. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to draw another one. Let me know when. No. Prop cheeseburger. 
Oh, Cheese right. boyga. All right. That, that brings them back to America. More American. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And then I'm going to draw three more cards. So okay. uh, now, now genre action. That All sounds right. fun. All right. Cheeseburger action movie. And uh, now character cowboy. Okay. And right. now prop television. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's go over that. We got a uh, action movie with a character that is a cowboy, a character that is a ethnic gangster, and I don't think cowboy is an ethnicity, but if you <laughs> <laughs> want to go over that route, I may allow it. Uh, <laughs> we have a uh, character that is a fast food employee. All right. We have a setting that is in New York City. So that doesn't have to be the whole movie, but a portion, a significant part of the movie should be set in New York City. All right. We have a prop that is a television and a prop that is a cheeseburger. Okay. And we're missing a Sam. Okay. Let's wait for Sam. Sorry, I was getting a pen and paper to write these down. Oh, yeah. That's probably a good It idea. is a lot of uh props to remember yeah and i fortunately have them in front of me but oh uh, just so like everyone knows right should we tell them that we're doing this remotely so we uh don't yeah. don't get the virus cyrus the yeah. virus just like last time we're doing this remotely but we're also releasing our episodes well after recorded so hopefully by now the world is a better place but i don't know actually because Maryland and Virginia just put in a stay-at-home order, and Virginia's is through mid-June, and this is definitely going to be released before then, so I feel like we're still going to be in isolation by the time this uh, episode comes out. Yeah, good thing we got oh, on yeah. this podcasting kick like before this thing happened. So yeah. We got Cowboy, Cheeseburger, New York, Ethnic Gangster. Uh, fast food employee. Fast food, television, prop. Television, action. and a genre action. So it is uh, Paul's turn today. So he is uh, the creative lead, but I'm sure Sam and I will have some ideas to throw out as well if uh, he wants to hear them. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Either one of you guys, you want to go first? Can tell me your thing? My first thought was like a local, like commercial celebrity who owns a cheeseburger shop and dresses up like a cowboy. So maybe it's like a Western themed cheeseburger shop. And there's a really eccentric owner who's always in the commercials on TV. Um, And he's like, you know, yeehaw, come on down to Big Rick's burger joint, you know? And he's like, almost like Scotty Donahue. Yeah. Like something like that. And then he's involved with some kind of crime thing. That can lead the action forward. That was my first thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. I um just a sh- short aside. I met Scott Scotty Donahue. Yeah. And for okay. those who don't know, Scotty Donahue was what? What did he? Was he a car salesman? Yeah, uh, Eastern Motors, and I think he ran yeah. for mayor. He ran for, ran for mayor of Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. some kind of elected office. Yeah, something like that. But uh, after he quit and sold his his car business. I went out for St. Patrick's Day with our friend Jeremy from college and I was shit faced and I saw him at this place (laughs) and I went up to him and I gave him my card and I told him I love what he did. And if he needs anything, (laughs) give me a call and check out my my reel and send me an email and we're best friends. And then I I left and I was like, I shouldn't have done any of that. Why didn't you stop me? And Jeremy was like, I couldn't stop you, man. You were on a mission. And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, 
that's who Scotty Donahue is. <laughs> <laughs> so my first thought uh, is actually somewhat similar to Sam's, but I think a little bit, I mean, along the same lines, but a little different. I was thinking like a kind of Edgar Wright stylized action movie. So kind of, you know, he kind of does this like really fast stylized and some of the aspects of it are a little goofy, but then like it's serious too, uh, kind of like a genre parody in that way. Yeah. Where a uh, fast food employee and the mascot, like uh, Ronald McDonald, before like a Western themed like burger place, right? Mm-hmm. Get caught up in this gangster situation that's way over their heads. A little bit like Pineapple Express, kind of, where these two stoners just get caught up in this insane gangster thing. And yeah, then they're yeah. like shooting guns and going crazy. And like that was kind of my thought, but I think that's pretty similar to where Sam was going with this, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so my initial thought was because we have ethnic gangster and New York City is that I wanted to include the Canadian maple syrup mafia in to this fast food restaurant. Like this fast food restaurant is going to start serving breakfast and you know, the guy, it's like a local fast food place so it's like only a small chain so the owner's actually at the one of the chains and you know a guy who works there is kind of sitting in on the meeting it kind of goes south and the maple canadian mafia kills the the owner of the the fast food joint chain and uh now this fast food employee is on the run but there is a good guy from Canada who is a cowboy who is opposing the Canadian maple syrup mafia that comes to the rescue to help out this employee. And as they go on the run, try to take down the maple syrup mafia. So we got a lot of got a Canadian cowboy, Canadian mafia, mafia and the fast food guy in an action pack thriller to take down those fucking Canucks. Are they called Canucks? Is that a slur? Probably. I don't know. Sorry, Canada. I don't know. I think you're talking about. So if you were going to fit into like the ethnic portion of that gangster, I feel like they would kind of have to be the French speaking Canadians, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the Canadian mafia, the maple syrup mafia is French speaking and they'll know a little bit of English here or there because they're close and they deal with New York City a lot when it comes to their maple syrup dealings. But they're going to mostly speak French. But occasionally they'll like say some American idioms, you know. They should say them all like incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just don't understand American idioms. Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking of this as like a like a action comedy type thing? I I I kind of like it as an action comedy. Um, I kind of like the idea of it having a a good amount of like tongue in cheek, kind of like the cowboy way, you know, '90s flick with Woody Harrelson and. Kiefer Sullivan had that kind of like they were rough and tumble cowboys in New York and it was just like, you know, worlds clashing, but it was serious with, you know, a good amount of humor in there. And that's what I'm kind of thinking for this. Mm-hmm. So it's like action, but, you know, almost almost kind of gets into the buddy kind of thing, because like you, you got this outsider that's there to kind of take down the mafia and help out this guy who can, you know, testify that the mafia is murderers. Maybe like a like a Canadian marshal, mounty like a mounty. Oh shit! Is that what a Canadian marshal is? Is a fucking mounty? I mean, it's like, like their their Canadian police 
Yeah, do horses. Yeah, yeah. Is that like their FBI? I don't know how Canadian police work. I'm sure they have a non-mounted detective division. Yeah, well, they have like regular police for like the cities and stuff. But then like the Mounties, are they like the elite ones? I think they're like an old thing. They still exist, though. Yeah, but it's like tradition. I don't know, but I'd assume that Dudley Do-Right isn't like showing up when downtown Toronto yeah that's an issue i mean if he does like getting all the murders yeah if there's like a big like you know shootout going on and everyone's in regular ass cop cars and then a fucking dude rolls up with a horse and just like rides his horse over all the cars and then like shoots the bad guy i'm sure that's the big fucking dog of police in canada you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the uh television and the cheeseburger we could go like a late 1800s route where it's like gangs in new york style oh yeah, like yeah cowboy but like the television and the uh and the cheeseburger kind of throw a wrench in that a little bit oh, you can do like early like 50s right when like home tvs were starting to be a thing yeah but cowboys were no longer a thing <laughs> i mean cowboys still exist today right they're yeah. like they they embody the cowboy lifestyle but they're not like yeah yeah that's not like their their job no they're like ranch they, hands, yeah, but yeah yeah they're you still ranchers, gotta move they're... beef yeah, right? They're not going around, like, rooting, tooting, shooting. <laughs> well, that wasn't uh, really a cowboy. Cowboys no, move beef. <laughs> yeah. They, They're boys they that, the... that, that like cows. Yeah. yeah. People rooting, tooting are criminals. Yeah, yeah. Those, Those are the... Rooting, tooting, yeah. criminal boys. Yeah. But cowboys, they just... They, just that was sim- an actual job, yeah. Yeah, they're just simple boys trying to move beef. Yeah. Mm. Beef movers. I mean, we're all yeah. trying to move beef <laughs> at some point in our lives, right? And it's the goal for most men. Speak for yeah. yourself. <laughs> I just want to make a movie about moving beef. <laughs> like it opens up and we get, it's like, we got to move this beef <laughs> from here to Nantucket. I mean, it's, it's kind of the plot of uh, the first city slickers is like, they were yeah. moving beef, but they like, moving beef. It's <laughs> most what they're doing. Get that beef moving. That beef ain't gonna get to your plate unless we move it. <laughs> beef movers. <laughs> you know what? Screw this podcast. Let's just start a company called Beef Movers. I like can we, it. Can we just do that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah a good, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, good, I'm more uh, into moving beef. <laughs> yeah, just want to get a hat, spurs, <laughs> and move beef. <laughs> That's the life for me, man. I, it's I a good mainly food just truck. Want the handkerchief, like a cheeseburger. <laughs> A cheeseburger food truck called Moving yeah. Beef. <laughs> oh my god, we can have the cowboy has a tattoo across his chest that says Moving Beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef movers, burgers, and french fries. Mm-mm. Okay. So, Paul, which one uh, Which one you feeling? I think uh, I, I want to kind of develop my idea more. So I want to do some Canadian jokes. <laughs> 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 it's my main... Uh, my main goal there. I mean, I think you can have some other uh, some other gangs get involved. Maybe they're in bed with like uh, like a Haitian gang or something like that that they're teaming up with in New York to slowly take over small restaurants and use them as um, kind of like fronts for mon- money laundering, which is why they're even there to begin with. I don't know. There's a big thing with like Colombians importing gold into America to to launder their money. And if you could somehow tie in maple syrup and gold, then you got a story. I don't know what that connection is. I think uh, 
Alfred Hitchcock once said, if you give a character maple syrup and gold, you, you got a movie. I believe that is the phrase. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so many of his movies were built around maple syrup and gold. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Should we try to tie in another gang or should we just all be Canadian related? So I think what we need to do is, you know, figure out who we're talking about like what who's the main character right Mm -hmm. and what is the story about usually sans the one telling me this but die hard's not about a guy stopping a bunch of people from being terrorists he Mm -hmm. does that but it's about a guy that you know isn't there for his wife and needs to learn certain you know things to be a better person okay right yeah so what character are we following is it a the cowboy is it the fast food employee, whatever. What is that person lacking or, or needs to learn mm-hmm. and then find out what happens around him or her that accelerates that growth and lets them change, right? Okay. Then we can start adding in all this, these more obstacles, because that's really what a movie is, right? All these things, all the gangsters, the talking horses, whatever, are obstacles or people to help the main character follow through with their quest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah. So, let's follow... Mainly, let's follow the fast food employee. And he gets called in for this meeting to talk about, you know, moving breakfast into the burger shop that he works in, you know, because they make cheeseburgers and other kinds of burgers. But they're going to start offering... Uh, breakfast items, breakfast burgers, you know, like a pancake burger that has a lot of maple syrup in it. So they're meeting with the the maple syrup providers. That sounds like a McGriddle, which is No, delicious. it's a pancake burger. <laughs> All right. It's completely different and we won't get sued from McDonald's <laughs> for saying it's a pancake burger. You know, it was, and I don't know how often you guys frequented Denny's in the early 2000s, but possibly the best breakfast sandwich ever was the breakfast Dagwood. Have you guys ever had one of those? Oh, I've never had the Dagwood. Oh, it was so good. And they got rid of it. And I don't know why, but it was like this half of uh, like a round of bread shoved in with like cheese and sausage and <laughs> ham and bacon and eggs and tater tots. probably illegal. <laughs> did you just make this and then go to denny's and eat it there <laughs> it doesn't seem like a thing you should be able to buy anywhere it's like a like, diabetes calzone yeah right i can't imagine why they stopped selling that fucking thing <laughs> yeah, how many knows? people's fucking hearts exploded <laughs> yeah, just keep the ambulance out front serious you only shock people with the fucking defibrillator so many times before they stop loading the dagwood <laughs> Dag. So Dag. the the maple syrup mafia is like a real thing, right? Yeah, it is. It's like an actual thing. Like there, it's more about like price gouging and controlling yeah. who you can sell your maple syrup to. They they control how much you can produce, who you can sell to. If you produce too much, then they will only buy it, but at a super discounted price, and then they'll store it in like these warehouses and they control the whole influx and export import business of maple syrup globally. It's really like nefarious and shitty and 
like a terrible fucking thing for Canadians, but it's just, it's funny because it's fucking syrup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think the, the maple syrup mafia is kind of like the backdrop for all this. Mm-hmm. So I guess we got to establish a main character. Yeah. And should the antagonists of your story here be the maple syrup mafia? I think, you know, it's going to be whatever generals or representatives they send out to New York. That's going to be your antagonists, right? The people who actually commit the murder of this, you know, small chain local burger shop guy. And your protagonist is going to be the fast food employee who witnesses this but escapes getting killed himself and supporting character for the protagonist is going to be the cowboy who is looking for a way to take down the maple syrup mafia. But then as they go higher and higher in the chain, trying to say, Hey, we have proof of this murder. It just becomes more and more apparent that they're just bought off the higher you go until you get to someone who isn't bought off, who is top dog Canadian man, Justin throw. No, the other throw. (laughs) <laughs> who's who's the hot Canadian guy who's in charge? Marvin Throw. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Wayne Gretzky, but that's probably wrong. <laughs> it's almost certainly Alec Baldwin. Is that it? It's bon- John Bon Jovi, right? Yeah. He's Canadian. I don't understand why a mafia member would kill someone for saying no because at the end of the day, that person is now dead and their business is probably no longer functioning or is would be suffering from it. So this is... Uh, so what if instead of killing them for saying no, they were killed, they were in some sort of business deal already and the owner was suspiciously murdered. The mm-hmm. fast food employee found him like in the alley or whatever and he like voiced some like just his dying thing is the canadians or the maple people (laughs) or whatever right but they he was already in a partnership Mm -hmm. so now they were in this kind of you know straight laced it seemed like a good financial decision partnership but now he's been taken out and this business has now turned into a laundering scheme and then there's this kind of he can reveal or or it can be revealed over the course of the movie that there was some tension between him and them about turning it into a laundering scheme. So they killed him. Uh, the employee that he, you know, trusts, he's kind of a slacker, but he finds him in the alleyway dying. He, you know, says something cryptic and revealing, but revealing about the Canadians. And then out of nowhere, he's like walking home or something afterwards or he goes home. And then there's this Canadian cowboy detective there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. So the inciting incident is him finding his boss murdered. He gets some information. Then this Canadian cowboy finds him and kind of gives him this question of what do you want to do? Do you want to just go back to your life of being a fast food employee? Or do you want to embrace this opportunity to do something bigger, to avenge the death of your boss or or Mm -hmm. to find like, you know what I mean? And then it kind of creates a different. I think it's a story that's easier to follow. Yeah, yeah. What's what, what if what? What's the tone ahead, of Sam. this? Is it like this is a? Comedy? I wanted to do it kind of like tongue in cheek, kind of. Um, okay. There, yeah. it's it's there's like some serious elements, but it's it's you know there's it's a farce. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a funny take on, you know, the regular mafia story kind of thing. So there's going to be almost like a parody, you uh-huh. know, where you'll have like the regular mafia elements, but then, you know, there'll be some weird shit out of left field or, you know, some weird fucking Canadian thing going on. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kind of like makes it a little strange, a little odd. But the entire still. soundtrack to Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> just all Canadian. Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah, she's Canadian. Yeah. This is all Canadian soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe the fast food employee is engaged to the owner's daughter. And when the mafia breaks in to kill the dad, they kidnap his daughter too. Because like he left everything to her. He doesn't have a wife. His wife died. Everything gets left to her. So they kill him, take her, and go back to their mafia hangout to convince her to do it their way. Otherwise, they're just going to kill her too. And then, you know, the business will be done. Um, so now the employee has more motivation to join along with the cowboy to take him down to also get back his fiance. What do you think of that? What I've been trying to do is kind of break this down into the simplest representation of what this is and then and then extrapolate from that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we want our character to learn? How are they supposed to grow? And what are they supposed to achieve in the end? And then let's find ways to accomplish that. So he needs to find courage because the owner is like, you're doing great as a manager. You just, you lack that killer instinct to, to run your instinct. own, your own company, you know, and, uh, to really embody the, the position of the boss. You're doing a great job with this one store, but I'm going to need you to step it up. You know, you're, you're marrying my daughter. I want you to be part of the family, but I want you <laughs> to really be part of the family, the burger family, you know, beef family, the beef the beef mover family. I need you to move the beef. <laughs> I need you to move that beef. <laughs> You're not moving beef. Like you used to move beef. <laughs> need you to step it up. Beef you doesn't first started move here, you were moving the beef. You were moving it all over the place, and now you stopped moving the beef. <laughs> Left, right, you move up, beef down. In days. Your beef has gone soft. We need to get it hard. <laughs> get it out of the door. I need you to move some rock hard beef. <laughs> Somehow we're in Boston. No. <laughs> Well, maybe the, the the dad's from Boston. He could be. I moved to New York beef. to move beef. Let me tell you something. I moved here to Brooklyn. There just wasn't a lot of beef moving around. So I started moving the beef. Next thing I knew, I had an empire. I want you to have that empire. Move I built the my beef. beef from the hoof all the way to the head. One patty at a time. <laughs> all right so they've kidnapped his fiance. yeah and why did they do this because she's the heir of the burger restaurant and they know this she's they killed the, the dad the and beef-tress. she's the beef heir and they were like you need to follow our rules and we're gonna take you to the boss to convince you that you need to follow our rules or else you're gonna wind up like your fucking dead dad all over like $500 in syrup a year. It's going to be, it's going to end up being like more than that. Cause like this, this, you know, money laundering is about to get really absurd and convoluted and not make any sense. But in the beginning, it's just like, it's over syrup. 
and it doesn't make okay. any sense at first, but it's going to blow up towards the end. It just gets bigger and bigger and um, it's going to make not a lot of sense, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> I would say it might make no sense. Look, I'm not a professional launcher, man. So if we get someone who actually knows about this shit, then we can flesh it out more before we actually start shooting. But just in the idea phase. <laughs> before we start shooting. In the idea phase, this is sounding okay to me. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm not an expert. Ask me more about laundering. What do you guys want to know? <laughs> How often do you launcher? Not enough. I'm running low on clothes right now. Yeah, I got to put a load in the dryer. Uh, my wife gets angry at me because I do not fold my laundry oh. after I launch. I, I launder, but I don't fold. Oh, none of my stuff gets. I got folded. a hard no fold rule. Uh, maybe my pants. My my dress pants get folded. Everything else gets thrown in a pile because no one sees your underwear. That doesn't need to be folded. No one sees your socks. Doesn't need to be folded. If you hang I up like your this, shirts, you're good. I, I don't have enough room in my dressers, so it just kind of stays in the basket. I'm okay with that. Right? <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Other people are not. So how does he meet the cowboy? I'm, I'm, he shows up, like right? That's a stretch. Well, okay. Then. So the cowboy's there oh, to kind of like watch the mafia and what they do in America so he can bring it back to Canada so he can get pros- they can get prosecuted. It's all this big evidence building kind of case. And... Mm-hmm. You know, after the meeting, they kind of part ways and then say the mafia kills the guy later at home, like in his house. And he's supposed to come over to have dinner with his fiance and spouse. And he's like, come over tonight. We'll talk about this. Um, I'll kind of like explain what's been going on and I'll tell you why I don't want to make this deal with them. And when he shows up, his fiance is missing and his boss is dead. And the cowboy man walks in and he's like. I know what happened, eh? And, eh? Then they, <laughs> and then they go and uh, go on a mission. Take down the mafia, get his girl back, save the world from maple syrup. Okay. Cool. So him and the cowboy are crossing the border? Yeah, I and... think we can do some crossing border stuff. Yeah. Well, where is this? There's a Canadian. I mean, it starts in maple New York. Maple syrup mafia has to be in in. Canada, right? Yeah. So the Canadian mob, they take they take her back to Canada. The there's you know mini road trip going on where the cowboy and the the guy have to sneak back into Canada because this mafia has got agents and like you know people at the border that kind of are informants and if they spot him going in, they'll tip them off and so they have to get the drop on them. So they have to cross the fucking. At Niagara Falls at some point, because that's a thing you do if you're doing an action movie that involves going from New York to Canada. So maybe like, you know, the baddies are staying at one of the the ritzy hotels on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls so they can do some cool fight scenes over, you know, the the falls over the falls. And like because if you ever see the Canadian side of Niagara, it looks like a mini Vegas. It's like a bunch of casinos and like crazy side of her been on yeah it's it's it it's exactly like a mini vegas almost like a lake tahoe kind of a deal where it's just like super commercialized but like fun and like that's where like a lot of the action will happen because they have to sneak over the border to go get the boss and there's a really tall like not super tall but like canadian tall spire 
kind of thing at <laughs> Niagara Falls. Though. You know, it's like tall for Canada. Yeah, I mean, Canada is a flat plain pretty much. Yeah, yeah. A couple of tall things. <laughs> All right. So they travel across the border. They get into some kerfuffles in uh, in the Canadian Canada, Canadian side of uh, Niagara Falls. And then what? They make their way over to Toronto. Is that where their head base is? Winnipeg? I, I think uh, we just leave it all in, in uh, Niagara. Like the boss came down to Niagara. The whole thing's in Niagara? Okay. I kind of like this big epic fight. Is there a good place in Niagara Falls to kind of have the, like right over top of the falls? In there? So there's the falls. And then a little bit further down the river, there's a place where there's like this humongous like whirlpool. And they have like this cable car that goes across and like, you can like go look down right over this whirlpool that just like formed naturally mm-hmm. because of all the force of, of the falls. Right. And so they can do some big cable car fight with like the main baddie that actually killed the owner of the, the burger place. Right. And so like the, the one guy who actually did it, who's like kind of like the villain, but not the head boss, he gets knocked into the mm-hmm. whirlpool and just like forever, swirls down like a toilet bowl <laughs> into the bottom of the thing. And so that can be like his big death. But then the other guy, he gets taken into custody to kind of take down the rest of the mafia, like legally, you know, yeah, that could be a cool kind of like ending fight scene. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the girl's hanging on to the bottom of this cable car thing and he pulls her back up and it's all this drama and everything. I think that the, the Canadian Mountie cowboy needs to be like present during the final fight right yeah and he needs to do a lot to so it's either so i think we gotta think about it in two different ways it's like wh- who because he has character deficiencies too that yeah. he needs to rise up to right and so whose victory is that is that our is that victory is that the the action victory is that the fast food employee or is that the police officer cowboy uh, detective Mountie, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we're a little bit blurring the lines on that one. <laughs> uh, to be honest, yeah, uh, it's not okay, really though. what it's was okay. meant by cowboy. But okay. there could be other cowboys that show up. You know, have a little yeah. cameo by Midnight Cowboy. John Voight walks by in his cowboy outfit while they're in New York. We have this big fight in Niagara Falls. Yep, we're on mm-hmm. this uh, lift going across. The vortex. I think at that point, I think that victory should be the Cowboys' victory. Yeah. Right? Then they make it to wherever they need to be, and then it's the the Mountie and our fast food employee, and he finally is back in the same room with his fiance, mm-hmm. right? With the supreme gangster, mm-hmm. um, the Canadian supreme, Canadian supreme Le Pew. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <The> Pew. <laughs> well, he's French, right? Yeah. So I think that that last battle, right? Uh, he is battling off against the the Canuck Supreme, right? <laughs> and it's our our <laughs> fast food employee versus the Canuck uh, maple syrup king, and he's trying to get his uh, fiance back. Yeah, I want to say it's the and- the two. Two of those guys versus two baddies, you know, so like there's a a couple different fights going on that you can kind of cross cut between. And then the girl at some point gets kind of knocked over at the edge and she needs to be rescued from the side. 
we have a couple. So I'm assuming that the cheeseburger prop will be taken care of at the at the fast food restaurant mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. But there's also a TV prop we need. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe this is one of those scenes where where someone gets thrown through a television. Oh yeah. Could kind of throwing it out there. Could I mean you there's know. always a um a situation where you know a fight can ensue and someone picks up a small little TV and throws it at someone else and then uh, yeah or or just like. You know, maybe one of the Canucks is just that this giant, massive man, mm-hmm. right? Like a big show oh, type big, of man. the big, big baddie ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he picks up our Canadian uh, cowboy Mountie and just throws him through a big screen. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I like that. I always, I always like a big scene where, like, they turn around and, like... They're at their fucking nipples and they just look, look up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's essential. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he just throws them through a big screen. And obviously he like comes back from that. He rallies. Yeah. But uh, I mean, big screens way less than like, you know, my cat does now. Yeah. So. I mean, granted, my cat is extra large. Rotund. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> all right. So they eventually win the fight, right? They eventually come out they arrest the big bad mm-hmm. um canadian gangster maybe you know a couple of the other ones are subdued in more violent ways especially the the big the big guy mm-hmm. and then our fast food employee gets his fiance back where else would what's kind of the the closing closing scene of this i include the closing scene i feel like you know after the the arrest of the head maple syrup mafioso they get him into canadian court and he's sentenced to you know however many years this is in canada i think they have like a weird limit in canada like if you murder someone the max you get is like 19 or 20 years it's like something weird and then you can get like parole but you can also stay in jail if you murder someone if you have part uh, someone like on the victim side every two years after you've reached that like 19 year limit if you have someone go back and say this person is still a menace to society, <laughs> they like they have to do that like forever, every two years for murder. It's really weird. I don't understand completely how Canada works. I was when you first started saying like however they do their print prison sentences in Canada, I was thinking like you were talking about them having a different like measurement of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in Canada, they don't, Canada time. They'll, they'll tell time in Canada. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> it's like five American years, which yeah, is like right. twenty Canadian years. <laughs> Everything, all the units are different, right? Yeah, they do the speed different. Yeah. They do uh, the the money different. They do their their years different. Fucking Canadians. <laughs> all right. So, what do you want to do? You want a cast or you want a title? Let's do a cast. Do you have any thoughts, Sam? I'm trying to think of people we haven't used yet. Yeah, like I think the 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 guy who's the the store manager, you know, the, our, our protagonist has got to be a little bit more of like a comedian kind of a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I brought him up in McGruff and maybe it's just because I'm a big fan, but Andy Samberg. <laughs> okay. okay. I could see that. That's interesting. I was kind of thinking, um, oh, he just got really skinny. Jonah Hill. He might not be skinny. Jonah Hill, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Jonah Hill has shown he has more acting chops than mm-hmm. Andy Samberg. Yeah. On the other hand, I think I think that just comes down to roles and and contracts. And I think once 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine is over, I think Andy Samberg's going to be branching out into some different roles. I see him having a yeah. little bit of a resurgence of a movie career once uh, once Brooklyn Nine-Nine ends. Yeah, and I'm good for all of those. I, I think if you're having like a lead movie and it's going to be someone with the draw, probably Andy Samberg. I, I like Jonah Hill. I'm not sure he's at the point where he can kind of you know, be the lead of a movie. He's kind of seems more of a character actor. That's like a supporting role, which kind of sucks. Cause I like him a lot. And, um, he did a great job in maniac, um, that show mm-hmm. on Netflix. And I, I think eventually he'll get there. I just think if you're, if you're writing along in this story that has kind of a tongue in cheek action, y kind of vibe, Andy Samberg's probably going to be a better choice. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So who's the, the shop owner, the, the dad, the father figure that gets uh, moited? Uh, so foul. I don't want to go like too old, you know, but you want to mm-hmm. kind of do appropriate to Andy Sandberg. So it's got to be like 40s, 50s ish. I think I think about like what, what you want to say with the casting there, because he is going to die in the first. 20 minutes of the movie right so yeah you want him to be like instantly like you likable him, you know do you, but do you want him to be like a a likable recognizable character actor do you want him to be like a big name and his death is surprising right is it a mm-hmm. is it steven seagal an executive decision where they just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get a big name yeah. for it was well, at um, the time i know right now steven seagal is nothing but when the executive decision came out he was he was a name. He was, oh, yeah. he was like, he was on the top of his shit right then. Then they promptly yeah. killed him and he, he didn't survive. <laughs> he still had top billing for that. It was like Steven Seagal's movie. It's like, he's been, he was out 10 minutes into yeah. the fucking picture. Like what's going on? Um, okay. So I could kind of see that, you know, like the draw people in, Oh, let's put like, you know, big Harrison Ford in this awesome movie. But you know, that's his age range is out of it. Oh, I mean, I think we're looking for someone if he's supposed to be the father of Andy Samberg's fiance, then we're looking at someone in their late 50s, 60s. And I get I mean, like some people Harrison Ford's like in the 70s. So that's that's too old. Right. But like someone in the Mm -hmm. late 50s, 55 to 65 range would be appropriate. Yeah. And I want him to be like um, a likable likable guy. So you like you like you you see this person and you're just like he's gonna be the the kind of anchor for this movie because he's mm. uh, you 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 already have that recognition of him in other movies. I don't know what do you guys what do you guys I was thinking? going to Donald Glover not Donald Glover, Danny Glover but he's too old I think. Oh that's yeah, pretty old. But Danny yeah. Glover is so great. I just he's kind of aged out of his like yeah prime yeah. there. He would be like a grandpa yeah. if he was like a grandfather and. This is his granddaughter getting married. That could work. Yeah. Then it wouldn't be quite so sad for them to kind of move on with the story because, you know, your dad gets murdered. You're kind of going to shut down. But if someone kind of at the end of their age range gets killed, it's like you were kind of already preparing for it because they're so old. So that might not be bad. I mean, that could work. I don't know, your choice. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I, I like Danny Glover as the grandfather and just because he's not going to be in it the whole movie. He's just kind of in there to kind of show his conviction. They go to have dinner. He gets murdered. And that's kind of 
Yeah, for yeah and I don't know if you've uh, you watched any of the new Cold Case Files on on uh, Netflix where he's narrating and his voice is just so soothing mm-hmm. and like I think he could really pull that like this really like comforting yeah. like uh, father figure that not only is yeah. he trying to get his, his fiance back but he's also trying to avenge this person who is a supportive you know person in his life and I think absolutely I'm and done then for he can that. you know say he's too old for this shit just. To... <laughs> not back though <laughs> yeah yeah he's like why why are you like uh not not gonna do this deal and he's like you know what i'm too old for this <laughs> yeah. shit. no that's awesome okay so then we got to do someone who's either all black or mixed for the fiance yeah. i really like the uh the and what's her name the woman who plays uh maz kanata in star wars um she was in black panther Lupita, Pita. Lupina, I forget her name. Niago, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I think she'd be great. Um, oh, Lupita Niago. Okay, I think she's really good. I, I yeah. like her in like everything I've seen her in. Yeah, she's pretty good. I like her. I was thinking um, Janelle Monae. She plays um, No Monet. Yeah, am I saying that wrong? I feel like I always fuck up her name. She's in um, Hidden Figures and Moonlight. Um, okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? I haven't watched either of those movies, but I did bring her up on the computer, and I do recognize her. I just haven't watched. Uh, she's been in a couple other things, too, that I have seen. All right, so baddies. We need a, a hardcore Canadian, right? French yeah. Canadian. Or someone who can play a French Canadian. Uh, I know when you first started talking about doing French Canadians... I was just thinking Sasha Baron Cohen, but I don't. Oh God, that'd be <laughs> right? awesome! That's what I was thinking originally yeah. to play this over-the-top uh, Frenchy uh, um, mafia dude. Yeah, because if he does it like serious, like he did in uh, The Spy, I think that'd be mm. great. Um, you know, the whole time you're thinking, "Oh, this guy's gonna be hilarious," but he's just like this really evil kind of dude, kind of like how. Eddie Izzard is in like Mystery mm-hmm. Man or or the Avengers, the 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 nineties <laughs> Avengers, not the, yeah. the, the real Avengers. Stop it with this Marvel <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> um yeah, I like that. I think that's that's cool. And then you can have some just random humongous wrestler for the Canadian. Huge yeah, well, boy. I haven't watched wrestling since uh what happened? Uh the old lady gave birth to a deformed lizard person. <laughs> but uh, there was a, there was, I mean, the big show was a big deal then, but I don't know. He may be too, uh, too old. Uh, I'm sure there's another. Yeah. I mean, Undertaker is still wrestling. I'm sure there's another very He's large a, man in wrestling yeah, that, that I, could, uh, could. I'm sure there's someone out there they can uh, get. Maybe uh, Batista, you know. He can he can play a Canadian. He's I like a big Dave dude. Batista. He's uh, I mean I yeah. think he's really proved over the last how long six seven years that he's actually has some acting ability. Yeah, even his short role in uh, Blade mm-hmm. Runner was uh, really good. I like that. Yeah, I, like I think Dave that'd Batista be good. Yeah. So the guy who ends up flush down the, uh, the 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 flush the, down the the Niagara, the Niagara toilet. toilet. That's that's gonna be Sasha Baron Cohen, right? Well, I thought he was playing the big 
the big bad. Oh, that's oh oh the big French okay. guy. The big the big French boss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then there's another one that's hanging out with Batista. Maybe this guy's a little bit smaller, and maybe yeah. maybe it's someone who's kind of playing out a character. You know. Okay. Playing out a character. I was kind of thinking the guy from Science of Sleep, Gail Garcia Bernal. Bernal. Yeah. But he's he's Spanish, right? Yeah, he's Hispanic. Or if we want to go really stereotypical French, we go with uh, Jean Renault. Ooh. I think Jean Renault should be the ultimate baddie, and then Sasha Baracon should be the mid-level guy okay. that gets thrown into the Niagara toilet bowl. And then Batista is Sasha Baracon's muscle. And those are the two that were kind of like chasing the whole time to get to Jean Renault, who is... Um, the main kind of guy who gets goes to trial and everything. I think that should be the deal there. Cause Sasha Barracone would get a lot more screen time. You know, he'll, he'll have some personality with his decisions and everything. But when you fight him because he's so tall and big, he would be a formidable opponent, you know, and be able to kind of fight with the cowboy Mountie. Oh, that's the last person we have to cast. That's the, that's the other one we have to cast. So we have who's to. Uh, we have Cowboy to, Mountie. Who's fighting? Who's fighting him? Brendan Fraser. I was thinking Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh my God, is he? He's not Canadian, but he is. Did play a Mountie, right? Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Probably. an American Canadian actor. Oh, perfect. I mean, we did just cast him a few episodes ago, but that's okay. Did we? He can do. It we all. can always go Keanu Reeves because Keanu is Canadian. Yeah, Keanu. Sounds good. I love me some Keanu. I'm not casting yeah. Keanu yet, so. All right, so title. What are we thinking? Title. <sighs> Maple Rocks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, what do you What do you think? I was thinking something along the lines of, and I don't know how to. Maple beef. I don't know what the words are, <laughs> but if we're if we're talking about the the syrup being kind of this currency, right? So something about yeah. like syrup gold gold right Mm. but what is maple gold maple gold's not bad well that's along the lines i was going with but i was wondering if there was another word for maple to use like Mm -hmm. there's syrup sap tree jism swanson no sticky gold sticky gold (laughs) (laughs) sticky gold (laughs) yeah because they talk about oil like black gold right yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. what is, I mean, we don't want to call it, like, brown translucent gold, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But Chunky beef. Chunky beef. Moving the beef. <laughs> beef movers. Moving beef. Beef movers. Uh, cow. 1-800-BeefMovers.com. I, I, I just thought of syrup and blood. <laughs> I actually really like that one. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that syrup one. Syrup and blood. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that. So, like on the, it's like the poster art. You just be like some pancakes with like syrup and blood all over them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cool. I like that. Yeah. This syrup sounds and good blood. to me. All right. Yeah. It is the Canadian Maple Mafia action mystery movie mm-hmm. extravaganza. I think is the is the word there. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. <laughs> Spectacle. <laughs> A feast to behold. I orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Gross.
<laughs> all right that is script prompt two check us out on social facebook twitter and instagram and if you like what we're doing and you want to hear more you can rate review and subscribe to our show and you can support us by visiting patreon.com slash script prompt two where you can get bonus episodes early release content we're like a month and a half ahead on patreon and you know, sooner or later, we're going to start putting some video, photos, whatever up there just to give you guys what you need. You can send your ideas for the prompts we pulled today or any other episode for that matter to podcast at scriptprompt2.com. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Later, fuckos. <laughs> <laughs>